Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is time for the Garden Wise Show here on Legends 810 with the Garden Wise Guys. Good morning again. I'm Jim Borland, one of the Garden Wise Guys, and the other one right next to me is Keith Funk, another wise guy. That's me. We're going to do a garden show here this morning, sort of somewhat the same way we've been doing it for the past, oh, I don't know, 26 years? Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. long? Yeah, that long. Yeah. Getting kind of long in the tooth here. Hey, uh, and the way this works is that you uh, you have a garden question in mind. Something that's going on in your garden or your neighbor's garden this year or last year or maybe two years down the road. We can look into the future as well. And you pick up your <laughs> dialing device and dial 303-477-2473. That is 303-477-2473. The lines are completely open. We want to fill them up so that we can chat and talk about your garden experiences. Do it now. We're just going to sit here in silence and wait. Yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> like we can sit in silence for more than five seconds. Oh, my gosh. Hasn't happened yet. No, you're right. It hasn't. <clears throat> Dead air is, a, is, is the anathema of radio. Is it? How do you like that big word I use? That's a big word. I know, a nap. That's almost as good as Cedar Adirondack. Yeah, chair. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? You've what, you got to have, oh, I know, you You posted something on, I don't know, somewhere, must have been Facebook, that you have a dog tooth blooming. I do. Dog tooth violet. Erythronium. Erythronium. Erythronium, uh -huh. yeah. Rivolutum. I guess so. Okay. I have a white one and a pink one. <laughs> okay. No, a white one and a yellow one. Okay. And one has green foliage. The yellow <clears throat> one has green foliage, and the white one has mottled foliage. At one time, they were hard to find. Yes, they nobody were. had them. You had to dig them from the wild, and that—that's a no-no. And they were expensive. <clears throat> I bet they still are. Probably so. Yeah. Mine are mine are uh, spreading. That's even better. <clears throat> They're showing up uh, thicker and thicker clumps, and more and more flowers. It's really kind of nice. And I think I put on there, uh, dog tooth violet. It's not a dog. It doesn't have dog teeth. And it's not a violet. Oh, it's also called trout lily and avalanche lily. And none of those apply either. It doesn't look like a trout. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not sure where avalanche came from. Well, that comes from the fact that they, they bloom very early up in the high country. Yeah. As if they were blooming underneath the avalanche, which doesn't do anybody any good. No. Because the bees can't get to them. That's right. Are there snow bees? Tunneling They're, snow bees? Yeah, tunneling <laughs> snow bees that are wingless. <laughs> They're flightless. <laughs> yeah, because the wings get in the way. And they generate know. their own body heat. Anyway, it's a beautiful flower. That's a gorgeous little thing. <laughs> oh, it is. I um, wish they lasted longer. I wish they'd bloom all summer. <clears throat> that would be nice. I've only seen them once out in the wild. Um, that was down in Crested Butte. Underneath an avalanche chute, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so the there name. we go. Yeah. And then one of our friends posted on my, you know, answered my question about these different names. And he said, well, the tuber... <clears throat> that they produce underground. Mm -hmm. Looks like a dog's tooth. <clears throat> uh, 
Well, it could look like oh. just about any kind of tooth, I suppose. Why, okay, I, yeah, why okay. they chose dog, I don't know. Cause, okay. does, but, it, does it look snaggletooth-like? No, it just... Like yes. Oh, <laughs> for those of you who can't see through your phone, <laughs> Keith made Keith made a a tooth looking uh, gesture with his fingers. Yes, in a downward motion. Yes, and my index finger, not the middle <laughs> one. And um, he said that the the reason it's called trout lily and it's not a lily <clears throat> is that. The mottled foliage, I guess, resembles oh, the mottled trout. On, yeah, on speckled trout. <clears throat> yeah, I disagree with that. It doesn't even look even remotely the same, and it's not a violet. Don't know where the violet part of it came from. I, I don't even look like a violet. You, <laughs> when you were naming plants way back when, you had to have a, a, a huge imagination. They had as good a vocabulary as we do now. Well, they do, but you know, the imagination is is one thing. Well, look at the stars at night. Yeah. You tell me where they got those. <laughs> yeah, Orion's <laughs> belt. Orion. Yeah, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> the belt part I can get. You know, that's kind of a straight line. Great, yeah. but the rest of it, give me a break. Uh, the Big Dipper, I can understand. That okay, it, like it kind of looks like a dipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a little dipper, mm-hmm. similar. But the other ones, you really had to. Wow, I'll <laughs> tell you. And, and the other stars get in the way and just muddle the whole Well, image. they do. They do. They, they actually do. I never quite understood that whole thing. Mm-hmm. People had a lot of spare time at night. Apparently. My wife has uh, an app on her phone that she can aim her phone yes. up into the sky, and it will show you, tell you what you're looking at. Yes. It's fascinating. You can even go down below the horizon and look yes. at stars below the horizon. Yes. I, I think I can do that one one better. I, I may have told the story before. I was visiting back east, uh, one of my nephews, we were standing out on the porch, and his brother was, and his wife, his brother and wife were coming in from Florida. Mm-hmm. And we looked up in the sky, we could see the, you know, the, the trail or the lights from the airplanes going over. And I just made a casual comment. I said, oh, maybe that's him coming into the airport. He pulled out his phone and hold it up. Yeah. And, and picked up all those streaks of light going across the sky. Yeah. And each one was identified. Really? As to what plane it was. I mean, what kind of a plane? Is it a 747, 737? Yeah. Gave you the flight number. Yeah. And when it took off, where it took off from, and when it's going to land. And where. Now, I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned that they could have that information. And if you don't, it's a step further. I could tell you who's on the plane, too. I imagine so. I had no idea you could do that with your phone. And he, and he, well, he, he's kind of a computer nerd anyway. But, All uh, right. Boy, that was amazing. Well, let's get busy here. We've got yeah. people on the line wanting to talk to us. Let's We're going to talk to Phil out in Littleton right now on line one. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Love your show. And uh, this isn't a question about lawns. Okay. Uh, this is a question about whether this uh, Austrian pine, it's an eight-foot Austrian pine that we got from the nursery and had it transplanted in our yard in January when the ground was frozen. We thought it was dormant, and everything seemed to have been going all right. Um, we would water it every now and then, depending on the snow and, and all of that, and it's starting to show signs of stress. There's some dead branches and some yellowing of the needles and don't know if it's going to make it or not or if this is just a sign of maybe 
um, something else, some kind of frozen. It got frozen when it was um, transplanted. I, I don't know. Hmm. How did you water it once once it was planted? Uh, with the garden hose and probably about oh ten to twenty gallons each time we did it, and okay. maybe it was once a week <clears throat> earlier in the winter, and then recently. Um, maybe once every five days or something like that, you know, depending on the weather and whether it was right. You know, we've had some nice moisture, so didn't feel needed to water it at that point. But uh, in general, I mean, I just, it's just a general question about when you transplant trees, maybe how much do you water them? And uh, we didn't overwater them for sure. Uh, we had a neighbor who overwatered their new spruces, and that killed them, I think. But we don't know what's going on with this tree. Now, what kind of a, was it in ball and burlap, or was it in, in a container? It was burlap. Hmm, I wonder when that was dug. I wonder, too. I wonder if it was a holdover, holdover plant from last year. Do you know that, or whether it was freshly dug this, this year? Um, well, we had, we, we had gone out to the nursery, and just, you know, they had rows of trees, and we picked one out. Mm-hmm. So don't know exactly. Oh, well, there rows of trees in the ground, and then they dug it up? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's freshly dug. Uh, assuming they used their right-sized root ball, uh, it sounds like you did everything you could do. And yeah. I suppose that any, any evergreen like that, it's going to go through some stress before it finally takes hold. Uh, I think all you can do now is just sort of stand back and wait and see what happens. Okay. Uh, the, the next important thing is to see new growth coming out at the ends of all the branches. <clears throat> okay, and I guess in general, I don't know if sometimes they, when you trans- transplant trees, they just flat out just don't make it. I mean, just that can happen too. Yes. Yeah, that depends on on how it was grown and how big the root ball was. How mu- how much of the root system did they take with it? Uh, uh-huh. But typically, if they're grown in a nursery kind of a setting out in the field. Oh, I don't know what the practice was for this particular company, but uh, oftentimes other companies will go through every now and again and uh, <clears throat> and rip down through the soil and and cut the cut the roots off so that they don't go out and you know in, into the next field someplace. Sure. Try to keep all the roots confined. Right. But not knowing that is kind of hard to say. Is there a yeah. warranty on the tree? Yeah. Okay. I would contact the nursery immediately if you haven't already and tell them that you're having some some uh, concerns and and they if they're i mean i i think that they should send somebody out to take a look okay it would be my what i would request that they take send somebody out to take a look and see if uh see if the tree is you know salvageable or whether they're going to need to bring out a new tree okay and one of the things they might do if they send someone out they might actually dig down around the outside of the root ball so they can take a look at the root ball as it makes contact with your native soil. And just see uh-huh. what the conditions are like down there. Yeah. See if the root ball is, is indeed actually moist all the way through, or is it just moist on top? Sure. Okay, well, great advice. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Great show. I, I, hope well, thanks it works for out. I hope it works out for you. Okay, thank you. You betcha. Bye now. Yeah, I would think that... I'm trying to think about the pines in the nursery. You know, most of them are already putting candles up. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, spruces haven't <coughs> spruces and firs haven't done anything yet, but uh, pines are starting to candle, so you should be able to tell pretty soon. And the first year is going to be a, a rough year anyway. Oh yeah, it's 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 not going to look like it did in the nursery for the first year. And if it does indeed start growing, I doubt that it's going to put on as much growth as it did last year. Oh Lord, no. Now there's a there's an old saying in the horticulture world. Um, the first year they sleep, mm-hmm. the second year they creep, and the third year they leap. Yeah. And that just is an indication of how long it takes for these things to get established and put out a root system to be able to support a lot of new growth. And until that root system is there and in place, the top of the plant, whether it's a perennial or an annual or, well, annuals, I, you wouldn't go in years, but with a perennial you would, uh, vines, trees, shrubs, roses, you know, all those things take time to settle in, get their root system going, and get established, and that takes time. And uh, so I wouldn't expect, you know, established performance out of a plant the very first year. Time's up here. We might be having to take our first little break, so why don't we go ahead and do that, and we'll come back and talk with Everett uh, about, which I can't read from here. Oh, um, freeze, stop apple tree from producing apples okay <laughs> we, c- we can probably do that when we get back here on legends 810 time for ask the bon eyed guy with answers to what's bugging you let's go to dave on line one. Oh, hey so i'm really big into next generation technology uh-huh. i've got a next gen tv i've got a next gen lawnmower cool yeah so now i've got next gen weeds popping up in my garden uh what do you recommend hmm, how about something next gen oh really I'm all ears. Bonide Cleanup HE is the next-gen way to kill unwanted weeds, grasses, and brush in hours with just one application. Whoa, okay. So what's with the HE? Oh, it's a new high-efficiency formula, kind of like the laundry detergent. With Cleanup HE, one gallon treats up to 1,000 square feet. That's like three times more than what you're using now. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, yeah, and Cleanup HE is great for outdoor patios, walkways, driveways, and round flower beds and gardens. Just spray and watch those weeds disappear. Now that's smart technology. Thanks, Bonide guy. Get next-gen weed control with new Cleanup HE from Bonide. Trusted since 1926. Visit your local hardware store or garden center today or learn more online at bonide.com. The friendly folks at Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden are excited that spring is really here. The first shipments of veggies and flowers have arrived and more spring product arrives almost daily. This is a great time to add compost to your beds when getting them ready for the growing season. It is also time to overseed your lawn if it was sparse last year. Grass likes cooler weather and Mother Nature often helps with the watering in April. If you had weed issues last year, now is the perfect time to put down a pre-emergent weed killer to minimize new weeds. The knowledgeable staff will be happy to answer your questions about spring lawn care. There will be a socially distanced class on lawn care Saturday, April 10th at 11 a.m. and again Sunday, April 11th at 1 p.m. And yes, there will be a discussion about those nasty Japanese beetles, which are here to stay. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden is located at 10500 West Bowles Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Spring hours are 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 5 on weekends. They hope to to see you soon. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home Saturday morning at 9 30. 
specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show, helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moon shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Hey, we're back. <laughs> My golly, we just about lost ourselves there. Yeah. We are the Garden Wise Show here on Legends A10, in case you forgot. And certainly we didn't forget here. But uh, we're, we're doing a garden show here this morning, and uh, we ask you to give us a call with your garden question at the following number, 303-477-2473. And by the way, in case you missed the show on Saturday... You can listen to it on Sunday evening. Yes. It's rebroadcast in its entirety at 6 p.m. on Sunday evening. On both stations, both 810 and let's see, 810 a.m. and 95.3 I have 93.5. FM. Oh, 93.5. Yeah. I get it mixed up. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. 93.5 right. FM. Yeah. Did, I get, did we get that right, Sean? 93.5, is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. And it, and it broadcasts on both stations on Saturday as well. So you can listen to it either way on AM or FM two days in a row. You can. Don't call in the second day, though. That's four radio shows. One, two, three. Yeah, it is. We're on four radio shows now. <sighs> my he, my head's getting bigger and bigger. We're important. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I believe uh, Everett is up next out in Denver. <clears throat> Good morning, Everett. Good morning. What's going on with your apple tree? Well, I want to know if they're going to produce fruit this year. We don't know. We'll, we'll send their drones over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been looking at them over over the city and hearing about and everywhere. I've seen some that are completely bloomed out already. Yeah. Uh, that's because of the protected space I just happened to look at some yesterday. And others, it seems to be spotty bloom. It's not grand and glorious like some years. But I don't feel like we've had cold enough temperatures while the trees are in bud and bloom to cause 
the flowers not to set fruit. I, it, uh, again, it can be spotty frost pockets here and there that get cold enough, but it'd have to be down into the, you know, well down to, to like 27, 28 degrees or colder to, <clears throat> to kill the flowers to not set fruit. Right. We have time yet, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> is. It's still eternal. May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, we're, we suspect that the, the crop will be okay this year. Well, I have, uh, they were. I have two apple trees and and one apricot tree, and they were about a quarter to. They were not exactly the same stage, a quarter to a half bloom. Mm-hmm. When two or three a couple of weeks ago, we had that storm and it got down to twenty one, twenty two degrees. Yeah, that would do the 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 flowers its, itself, and of course any any developing fruit that might might have been on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cold enough to to stop the fruit there. But since then, they've come into full bloom. Yeah. Does that mean? Does yeah. That mean they're yeah. When when, when when trees come into bloom, <clears throat> they typically don't they don't bloom every single bud that's on the tree all at the same time. There's some that are that um, you know come they bloom first and then they fall are followed up with with the succeeding blooms as well. Uh, well, I would like them to not produce apples. They produce a lot of these little <clears throat> green apples that are a real nuisance. Mm-hmm. And so I've got this chemical floral, yes, floral, and my question is, should I go ahead and spray them or not? Well, spray them if you're if you have blooms on the tree. Okay, I yeah. better do it then. And like I said, it, it you may see successive blooms, uh, several days apart, uh, and that's gonna that's that means you're gonna have to go out and spray them again. So if if you see a bloom, that means it's going to produce an apple. Well, you typically, know, it, yeah. yeah. If the weather holds and you know and the bees are out there and all that good stuff, sure. Okay, then I better spray. Uh, what about the, what was your other tree? Did you say it was apricot? Apricot. Apricot. Yeah, well, there's there's no chance for that this year. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It's okay. just one that produces all these little green apples that I'm really worried about. So if the freeze killed it, would the blooms? turn brown and drop off yeah typically yep okay now the freeze will do that and the floral will do that as well okay all right well that's all i need to know all right okay everett thanks for your call Uh and everybody else out there who has a blooming tree that's going to produce fruit and you don't want the fruit well you're going to have to spray the the blossoms and make sure that they fall off before they set fruit and that's a product that uh, everett mentioned called florel F-L-O-R-E-L. It's made by Monterey Garden Products. And most of the garden centers, I, I'm pretty sure most of the garden centers, uh, the independents carry this. You won't find it in a box store. But uh, it's specific to blooming trees. Yep. And it will cause the flowers not to set fruit. Not harmful to bees. It's a, it's a natural product, really. It's an ethylene yeah. gas that it mm-hmm. produces. It's used, it's used quite extensively in the uh, orchard industry, in the fruit production industry, to help thin the crop. So it's not, uh, there aren't so much, there's not so many fruit on the tree so that the fruit that do remain will get larger yep. and uh, taste better and look better and that sort of thing. But you can use it on crab apple trees, pear trees. Um, boy, just about anything that blooms, really. But you want to get it while the while the flowers are full out, you know, just in full bloom. If you wait too long and it does set fruit, then the floral doesn't do much good. True.
So it's up to you then to determine when your trees are in bloom. Preferably full bloom, but uh, as we said earlier, depending on the weather, uh, you'll get some bloom last week and a little bit more next week. And who knows, three, two weeks from now, you get some more blooms. Yeah, I was surprised when we had that, that really cold weather that got down in the low 20s, even in the teens in my neighborhood. And the, the, pear, the ornamental pears were just starting to come out. Yeah. And they were all brown the next morning. I thought, well, there goes another year for the pears. They're in full bloom right now. Yep. So they had, a, they had another set of buds, or only the first ones got damaged, and the rest of them didn't. Something, but man, beautiful year for those ornamental pears, and, and the crab apple trees in my neighborhood look great. Yeah, I haven't seen much in, in, in way of apples blooming yet, though. Well, like I said, I saw two yesterday, but they were on small trees. They might have actually have been crab apple trees, kind of hard to tell, but uh, uh, they were surrounded on three sides by walls. Yeah. So they were very, very well protected. Well, it's been my experience that apples typically bloom a little later than crab apples. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, even though the books say, well, crab apples will pollinate apple trees. Yes, that's true, as long as they bloom at the same time. At the time. same time, yeah. <clears throat> Even all apples don't bloom at the same time. That's right. And that's why it's important to know which apple you have and what's a good pollinator for it. Um, there are all kinds of charts on Google <clears throat> on what, uh, what, what apples work best with other apples. Yeah, that works for apples and, and pears and, and cherries and other kinds of fruit. Um, Even plums. Yeah. Because there's... <clears throat> There's European plums, mm-hmm. which are the prune-type plums. Mm-hmm. The purple look like chicken eggs. Uh, those are self-fruitful, so you only need to have one. But the Japanese plums, which are the, the big plums that you buy in the grocery store typically, those require two separate varieties that bloom at the same time to cross-pollinate each other. Sweet cherries need two varieties, but mm-hmm. sour cherries don't. Right. Some pears are self-fruitful. Some mm-hmm. pears are not. Uh, all the peaches are self-fruitful. All the nectarines, all the apricots, those are all self-fruitful. And one way to get around that is if you don't have room for more than one tree, get a tree that has more than one variety grafted to it. And that's, that's easy to do these days. That most of the nurseries <coughs> carry those. <coughs> and uh, that way you only have to have one tree and it's got the pollinator already built in. Another way is to, if you've got a neighbor that also has an apple tree that's not exactly the same as yours, Get his perm- or her permission and go over and cut a couple of blooming branches off. Put them in a you know, bucket of water and hang those up in the tree. That's true. The bees no. will visit it just yeah. like it's a regular tree. Mm-hmm. It works. And spread its pollen goodness everywhere. <laughs> That's right. You'll get honey later, don't you know? Somebody's going to get honey later. Somebody's going to get honey. That's right. So uh, apparently... Um, now it's a, you're able to honey honey honeybee keepers. What do you call them? Apiarists. Apiarists. Apiarist. Okay, they can send samples of their their honey to um, different labs, and they'll determine what the honey was uh, made from, what yep. kind of flowers the bees were visit, visiting mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, of course that that changes with the season. Because not everything blooms the entire season. but Alfalfa honey is really good. <coughs> so is clover. And so is eucalyptus. Really? Yeah, I had some of that in California once. That really is good. Wow. Smells like, tastes like eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. Great on crackers. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, speaking of trees, that reminds me of rain. 
Okay. I'll make that that's a, that's a jump there. <laughs> that's, in my mind, those things were easy. <laughs> okay. Uh, two inches of rain last week in our yard. Wow. Two inches. We measured it. So you didn't need to water at all, did you? Uh, no. <clears throat> we have some plants under the eaves of our house that are, are dry as a bone. Yeah, in that rain shadow. Yeah. So we had to water some of those. And you have big eaves. I mean, they, they yeah. jut way out <clears throat> they, Well, they, uh, they jut out three feet. Exactly three feet. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah it, is. it keeps the house cool. keeps the sun, direct sun out for the most part, which is a good thing, and it's, it's not a good thing. So, you know, what can I say? Pros and cons, right? Let's see. We've got uh, open <laughs> lines. You can give us a call. But right now we're going to go see what Sharon is up to out in Centennial. Good morning, Sharon. What's going on? I have a rose of Sharon, one of the white ones with a rose center that goes to seed like crazy. Mm -hmm. And I have a bunch of babies coming up. <clears throat> okay. Can I do anything with those? Are they worth saving? I'll, I, you can save them and, and move them to other parts of the yard, and they will turn into yet another rose of Sharon. It probably won't look exactly like the, the mother plant, yeah. but they will bloom and probably they probably have similar colored flowers. Oh, oh, they're three years old. Well, I'm assuming you can successfully transplant them, take enough root and so forth. I think you could probably expect bloom in, in the next two years if you take care of them well. Okay, I can try. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's not going to be much, they're, yeah. but uh, it works. I pulled a bunch of them, but I, I left a few just to see. Yeah, now's a good time to pull them if you don't want them because <coughs> the ground's nice and moist. Yeah. And now's a good time to, to move them, too. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Yeah, it's a it's it's a true taproot to go straight on down. Yeah. And next year, by the way, uh, come you know when they're out of bloom, when the first frost hits them and and the blooms are all gone, you can go ahead and cut those seed pods off. Okay. It, it's kind of tedious, but uh, you <laughs> you can cut them off, and um, if you catch them before they open, you know they probably shouldn't sprout, shouldn't come up. Yes, <laughs> Japanese beetles like them. Yes, they yeah, do. They do. <laughs> okay, well, that's what I wanted to know. All right. Well, thanks for your call, Sharon. Thank you. <clears throat> what your mind's been, you have to go out and pull a bunch of mine. Oh, yeah? Oh, just hundreds of seedlings coming up. <clears throat> I have not had any luck growing Rose of Sharon. It's uh, something I've planted a number of times in my yard. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I know it's my fault. <laughs> you know, the first time, not so much. But after three or four attempts, it's got to be my fault. Uh, that and geraniums, the annual geraniums, I have a difficult time growing. Hmm. Now, I can grow orchids like they're weeds. No problem. I have no problem growing most things. But oh. there are just a couple of oddball plants. Oh, we all have problems with certain things. I've got a yeah. list of things that, for some reason, I keep trying. And they, they just keep dying. Yeah. No matter how many times I try. I stopped, I stopped planting silver lace vine. Everybody else has gorgeous plants. Me, not so much. <laughs> I didn't know you could kill a silver lace vine. <laughs> yeah. If you tried. Yeah, I've got two in the yard that I've given up using pruning shears on. I just go out with head shears and just whack as hard on them as I possibly can yeah. in the spring. Yeah. It doesn't seem to bother them at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, my goodness. And they still grow 10, 15, 20 feet. Yeah. They're fast growers. They'll cover a trellis, a fence, 
yep. the side of your house, a small child that stands <clears throat> in the same place too long. So if you're looking for a fast-growing vine, for most people, not Keith, uh, plant, <laughs> plant a silver lace vine. Yeah. It's a sun lover, too, by the way, not in shade. And uh, what else was Oh, I've had this, this long-time struggle growing redbud trees. Uh, I gave up at the house in Lakewood, and I've plant, the second one I planted in Centennial is, has taken off and is in bloom right now, and I couldn't be happier, so it's probably going to die. Shortly. I was going to say, don't count your chickens. <laughs> it's still early. <laughs> they do have a nasty habit. They're, they're hard to get started. Yeah, they're, they're, they're slow. Difficult. They're pokey. They are very, very pokey. Pretty trees, though, once you got one established. They'll mm-hmm. last forever. Oh, yeah. Long-lived trees. It's just something. It's nostalgia for me. I, we, when I was a kid in Kansas, there were redbud trees everywhere, and it's just yeah. something I want to have. And I'm going to keep planting them, by golly, and, until one takes. And I think I've got one that has, has taken now. It's just, it's just third year or fourth year? Third or fourth year. Last year it tried to bloom, but we had a frost at the bad time. So there you are. What, what else is coming up in your yard? Oh, you know, the typical kinds of things. Lots of tulips, lots of daffodils, and, and, and uh, hibiscus and... Hibiscus. Hibiscus? No, no, hibiscus. Dear, 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 dear. Hyacinth, thank you. (laughs) I've had that problem since I was a kid, (laughs) mixing those two up. I know darn well they're they're not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, my mind says, well, I'm not going to let you say the right word. So anyway, lots of those. And uh, what else we got coming up? Oh, the garlic looks great. Uh, how many oh, thousands yeah. do you oh, have now? Man. I gave up at 130. Okay. <clears throat> I'm probably a few more, but yeah, they look great. Well, I've got Daphne's in full bloom. I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six varieties of Daphne's <laughs> blooming now. They're, I've, they're I've seen gorgeous. them around town. Uh, bushes of Daphne's are blooming. Yeah, Carol Mackey is probably Ooh. the most common that you see around. Ooh, one thing that's blooming in my yard, and I, I'm sure happy to see it every year, is... Uh, it's golden currant. Oh, it smells so oh, good. Oh, the whole bush is just yellow. Just, and it smells up the entire yard. Nice. Oh, great. What a great plant. Will it take much shade? They will grow in shade. They don't produce nearly as well as they do in full sun, though. Okay. Because you see them in the wild and in, in you know, partial shade along the streams and such. Uh-huh. But, boy, what a magnificent blooming plant. Jeepers creeper. That does sucker, though. That's a problem. So you have to stay on top of that. Yeah. Anyway, those are, those are the major things, I think, blooming in my yard. A few other things here and there, of course. But, uh. And Brunera right now, or Brunera, however you want to pronounce it. The Siberian Bugloss is the common name. There's a goofy name for you right there, Bugloss. And Pig's, Pig Squeak, think of pig squeak, <laughs> speaking yes. of uh, strange yeah. terms. Pig Squeak is, is, uh, is uh, blooming in my yard. That's Virginia. Yeah. And it's blooming in my yard as well. But I really like the Brennera. Uh, fabulous plant. The rabbits won't touch it. They don't go anywhere as close to it. And it's got this cloud of little blue forget-me-not flowers over it right now. And then it's followed by these big heart-shaped variegated leaves that mm-hmm. sort of look like a hosta, you know, from a distance. It gives the same effect as a hosta. And if you're having problems growing hosta or hosta um, in your yard, because maybe slugs or too much sun or what have you, the um, 
the Brunnera is a really good substitute for that. And it will take some sun. I've got it on the south side of the house. It does get some shade in the afternoon from a big pine tree. But uh, it seems to be really adaptable to pretty much any kind of light except really mm. hot afternoon mm. sun. Yeah. yeah. It'll burn the leaves on it. Yeah. But, you know, morning sun, not a problem. Full shade, not a problem. It does great. And the slugs don't bother it. The rabbits don't bother it. You get spring color and pretty foliage the rest of the year. I mean, what more could you ask? I hope you're, you're taking notes out there, people. So if you're asking about plants for shade, plants for sun, smelly uh, shrubs that are have. And by the way, I don't think we, I, we told people what they smell like. They smell like cloves. Oh, the which one? The uh, the um, golden current. The golden current does yeah. smell like cloves, or or the old fashioned carnations. You know, it kind of yeah. have that carnation yeah. smell. Oh, yeah, it's, it, the spicy smell is yeah. absolutely yeah. wonderful. And the and the um, and the daphnes they smell like jasmine. Yeah, awesome plants. Um, little again, it's one of daphnes are one of those plants that is tricky to get established. Okay. You know. Um, oh, and every time I use it. Sean, we've got a phone call bleeding through. I don't know. Okay. Is, is that Kathleen that's online right now? Kathleen, can you hear us? Finally, I switched phones. Yes, I can oh, hear Oh, okay. You. Okay, good. <laughs> What's going on with you today? I had seeds that were for uh, Cheyenne Spirit. I want to put them out, and oh, bless you, I don't want to lose them. Tell me if I'm doing the right thing, just bringing them out. How, how often should I bring them out? Are uh, these, these are plants that you started from seed indoors? Yes. Oh, okay. And how long ago? <clears throat> a month and a half ago. Okay. They, they should be able to handle pretty much. Yeah, to answer your question, they are about, the, the big ones are about a foot, almost a foot tall. Oh, my. As, yeah, and the little ones are... Oh, the ones, the, the ones I started, I got three plants and 15 seeds. The seeds are only about six inches tall. Yeah, oh, you, okay. you can put those out uh, at night. Just just uh, pay attention to the weather and how cold it's going to get. Anywhere near freezing, you may want to really protect them for that night. Yeah, put them in the garage. Don't bring them in the house yeah. where it's really warm. Just put them in a cool place that's not going to freeze. And then put them back out the next day. Bringing them back in negates what you just did? Is that what you're No, <clears throat> unless you keep them inside for several more days. Okay. All right. So leave them. As long <coughs> as it's not freezing, I can leave them out? Yeah, you yeah. should be able to. And I, I checked the weather forecast for the next week, and I don't see any freezing temperatures for the next week. We're going to get kind of close, maybe. Okay. And, of course, uh, you know, any, any particular night might differ from what uh, it said two days ago. All right, so bring them out for three hours, and then five hours, and then seven hours, what? No, uh, I'd, I'd put them out all day. I'd put them out all day. i put out my plants like that on the east side of the house. Okay. So they get full morning sun, and, uh, but not direct afternoon sun. Okay. Oh, my husband's going to be pleased with that, because I've been wearing him out, bringing him out. And depending on how cold it's going to get, if we get close to freezing, you say, hey, you know, I better do something. You don't necessarily have to bring them into the garage. You can cover them with a sheet or, or a, even a piece of plastic at night and make sure it's all tucked in around them. Uh-huh. Okay, upside-down pots. Okay. There you uh, go. Yeah, that'll probably work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Okay, thank you. Sure. See all that work we saved your your husband. Yes. Yeah, see the work he, with they. You see that, John? Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All Thanks for your call. Okay. Bye bye. <clears throat> all right, Sean. Do we need to take a break? All right, okay. we'll, we'll take a little break right now and come back and uh, take more of your garden questions. Only if you call in with a garden question, by the way, 303-477-2473, right here on Legends 810. At DeWitt Company, we have fabrics for every reason, products for every season. With summer gardens just around the corner, now is the time to select DeWitt landscaping fabrics to block and prevent weeds without harmful chemicals. Save time and trouble pulling weeds by installing fabrics for every application under the sun. DeWitt Weed Barrier and Weed Barrier Pro block weeds guaranteed and allows air, water, and nutrients to pass through. The fabric conserves soil moisture and promotes plant growth. New to the lineup, DeWitt Garden Weed Barrier a biodegradable paper mulch that is perfect for vegetable garden lovers and organic enthusiasts alike. Simply unroll and install before planting, and at the end of the growing season, just rototill it into the soil or throw it into the compost bin. Perfect for annual gardens. DeWitt Landscaping Products and Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of professionals in the lawn and garden industry. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for the responsible homeowner. You'll find DeWitt products at your favorite independent garden center retailers. Can I plant now? Almost as annoying as, are we there yet? At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we have plenty of things to plant now. Don't fret, we have the cure for your planting fever. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned professional, let us help you select what plants work best for you. It's a great time to plant pansies, violas, snapdragons, and dianthus to color up your patio pots. Add some decorative kale, and you've got an early display that loves our cool spring temperatures. Want something perennial? Try columbine, our state flower. Other perennials like basket of gold alyssum and coral bells can start in your pots. Then as it's done blooming, move them into the garden for next year's color. Stop by for cool weather vegetable starts, windowsill herbs, and frost covers in case of a late snowstorm. Browse through our indoor plant greenhouse for lots of foliage and blooming plants in all sizes and a great selection of pots. It's all about the adventure of finding plants. Brighten up your living environment with something green. Your premier flower and plant shop, Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center in the heart of Lafayette at 600 South Public Road. For more information, call us at 303-665-5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com. Ah, spring planting time is finally here and Nick's Garden Center is ready with an unbelievable selection of top quality plant material and garden accessories. Whether it's a new landscape project you're starting or just sprucing up the yard, Nick's Garden Center is a must-see. Our 10-acre garden center and landscape center is filled with trees, shrubs, perennials, annuals, herbs, roses, hanging baskets, soils, mulches, statues, fountains, pottery, garden decor, pavers, 
Water, sod, and water garden supplies. We at Nick's Garden Center will help you create the beautiful outdoor living environment you've dreamed of. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff is always ready to assist you. For all your landscaping and gardening needs, visit Nick's Garden Center. Celebrating our 34th year, located two blocks north of Iliff on Chambers Road in Aurora. And also visit us at nicksgardencenter.com. are back here on Legends 810. That is the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk, taking your phone calls. And right now we have uh, we have Betsy on Betsy. the line. Yes, out at uh, Jared's Nursery out in Littleton. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, guys. How are you? You're fine. We're just just finer than frog fur. Yeah, I ha- I'm glad I could call in this early because I'm heading to the store to start the watering before the customers start arriving at 9 o'clock. So Good idea. It's perfect today. And I, I have several of your fans as customers, and they are so pleased with your move. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. that uh, hopefully that means that Jared's is pleased with our move, too. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. I just wish I, just wish I could get you on my stupid car radio, but my car is pretty stupid. Have you tried the FM station? Um, being, being in the mountains, it's a challenge. Okay. So I guess I'm going to have to bite the bullet and learn how to download an app so I can hear you on my phone. Or get a new car. Are you kidding? That's... I only have one <laughs> car that's of this century. <laughs> So what's going on at Jared's this weekend? Oh, my. It is hopping and popping. Um, we're, we're so busy, we can't even get the plants unloaded from the racks. So yeah. fortunately, people are allowed to shop the rack. So <laughs> Good. And they are. And they're, they are so happy to be out and in their gardens and fluffing everything around. It is so nice to see happy faces. It is. People are in such a good mood when they're in a garden center amongst all the plants. Yeah, they're, they've really enjoyed that whole experience, and are, we're looking forward to it this year. So, yeah, every area is just, you know, beautiful and full of color, and we've got a full nursery staff. I think there's four salesmen out there on any given day helping customers with their new plantings um you know lots of questions because of our cold april Mm -hmm. you know everything is really slow coming out of the ground and you know it's it's kind of scary but at the same time we know they're just still sleeping and you know just decided to roll over and wait you know well i know (laughs) in my yard (laughs) in my yard i know things are about two weeks behind from last year yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I thank goodness we had the moisture because, you know, I look at the dam up in Evergreen where I live, and yeah. there is water coming over the entire dam now, that it is white. I mean, it is beautiful. Oh, good. I know where all that water is coming from, and I'm like, yay. Yay. <laughs> well, are you guys doing anything special for Mother's Day? At Jared's. Well, we're just trying to we're just trying to make sure everyone is served as quickly and as happily as possible and trying to get all their questions answered and get them in and out in an efficient way. So. Okay. 
because it is Mother's Day weekend. It's the big weekend, isn't it? Yeah, and it's an early week. You know, it's an early Mother's Day. So, you know, like, like you guys have been encouraging, always be prepared for that late, crazy cold spell with the boxes and, you know, inverted pots and frost blankets and, right. you know, tear, tear the sheets and pillowcases off the beds and put them on the flower beds. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably put a few stakes in the ground first so that the, they don't weigh the plants down. Right, right, and and a couple rocks, so in case the wind picks up like right. it did yesterday here and, and put our bulk yard into Kansas. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> just be prepared. So I was going to ask you, um, I've, I've been hearing this from a number of, of garden centers, that you know the, the plant material availability isn't guaranteed this year, and, and people, you know, they're telling people if you see something you like, and you want it, get it, because there's no guarantee it's going to be there next week. You know, I have had to kind of break that news to, to, to our customers, too, because they'll come in and, you know, and on any given day it can look a little picked over because many people are trying to get a jump on stuff. Right. And, you know, they'll say, well, we're going to come back next week. And I'm like, no, I think. Like you said, you better pick it up now and you get it hardened off at home mm-hmm. so that you can plant in a week. Yeah, cause because there's no guarantee that, that you or any of the other garden centers can reorder the same stuff again. Right. And, you know, you, you we all know in the industry since we, you know, get our industry magazines, you know, with 16 million new gardeners in the pipeline nationwide. Mm-hmm. The business guys are saying, of all things, they're looking at the green industry. Eighty-six percent of them are supposed to come back. Yeah, I don't doubt it. And once you get hooked, you know, it's it's a lifelong it disease. Yeah, and and you know, we, we're glad that folks are coming in, and you know, we see that a lot of them are starting their own plants, which will take a little bit of the pressure off because they've gone from gardening one hundred and one to gardening two hundred and one. Yep. And, um, yep. But then that puts right. that puts pressure no that puts pressure on your seed selection then too because the seeds are the seed racks are emptying off and and the seed companies are running out of seed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a good news bad news thing. Yeah. And you know, last year and you guys probably took note of it is we didn't have a last we didn't have a killing frost after Mother's Day. Mm-hmm which is usually a second buy for folks, yeah. and we didn't have any hail. Are we going to get lucky again? Don't jinx it, Betsy. <laughs> I know. I'm just, like, knocking on wood, and, you know, I'm thinking, you know, because if that would happen? You're, oh not su- you're not supposed to actually name the ice balls. I'm sorry. You're not I supposed to say that word. word. I am so sorry, everybody. It's like saying Voldemort. You just don't want to do that. All right. Well, tell everybody where Jared's is. I'm not sure I want him to know now. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a curse. You know, they'll be starting to do their, uh, I'll have these little pins and needles from their little voodoo dolls. That's right. Well, you, you, know. you got to be careful about that. Well, we are at 10500 West Bowles Avenue, which is between Kipling and Sims, um, in kind of the southwest corner of the Denver, Denver metro area. And um, I am going to wear a bag over my head today. Oh, well, then you'll be easy to spot. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't forget to wear a mask underneath of it. Well, I definitely wear the mask, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling, Betsy. We look forward to a wonderful spring again. Yes. You guys have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. And there we have Betsy from, Betsy from Jared's Garden Center. Go out and give them a visit. Do it today because tomorrow they'll be all sold out. <laughs> they won't have anything. I'm serious, though, about especially trees and shrubs. Maybe not so much with the annuals and perennials, but even there, some of the special varieties are going to be in short supply. But trees and shrubs, you find one you like at the nursery, don't go home and think about it. <laughs> Grab it while you can. Because it may not be there even an hour later or the next day. Definitely probably not the next week. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Betsy did say, uh, remarked about water going over the dam up there in Evergreen. And um, I looked last night at the snow water equivalent, which effectively is snow depth, if you will. Mm-hmm. We are down to 69% statewide of average. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. And one of the problems, of course, with all this... Uh, Uh, with the drought and warm temperatures is that even if we do get lots and lots of snow, a lot of it is just soaking into the soil. It's not hitting the rivers. And Mm -hmm. that that hits the rivers runs off quickly because the snow is melting faster than it did before. To another state. Yeah, that's right. And you can't, you only hold on to so much snow. That's right. What you want to do is use up a lot of water in the reservoirs and then have that snow replenish it throughout the How are the, the reservoirs summer. doing? Do we know? Uh, I was asking myself the same question. I suspect we're in good shape. I mean, the ones I see are, are you know, jam-packed and jelly-tight. Yeah, up, up to the brim, running over at the top. And speaking of water, we should also mention over the past week, with all the rain we got, we still lost at DIA uh, one inch of moisture from the soil. But you got two inches of moisture, like, so you so have a you have a surplus. That's right. We're an inch ahead. But did you bank should, it? That should last a week. Did you bank it? Um, of course. Okay, good. Yeah, you can get, earn interest on that. Uh, I don't know about that. The interest rate these days is like nothing. I know. I know. Especially on water. Yeah, really. They make a big deal. Big huge billboards. Yeah. The, the well, best, I best think interest in town. One point one percent. A day? <laughs> really? No. <coughs> let's go. Uh, let's go see what Robert's up to before the top of the hour here. Good morning, Robert. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. Good morning. How are you guys? Excellent. What's going on? Um, I've got a situation where I keep a couple of female dogs at home, and they're really hard on the turf over the winter with their urine. Yeah. And getting ready to do some overseeding once I get my aeration done today. Just wondering if you have any other recommendations to help seed get started and or just to mitigate the damage done over the winter from female dog urine. Um, no, I don't. Uh, I think you're doing the right thing is to overseed and uh, make sure you keep it nice and moist throughout the germination period. We've got a couple of good days, which uh, should suffice for that. But after that, if we get up into higher temperatures, you're going to have to water the, that area. Lightly, not long, but lightly, uh, at least once a day, if not two or three times a day. Gotcha. Just to make and sure then, that stuff germinates. Right. And then, you know, I've, I've lived here most of my life since the 70s. And back in the day, people used to use some fish emulsion spray on their lawns to, mm-hmm. to help the 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 sod not the sod but the uh, soil and i'm wondering if you recommend that at all 
Well, fish emulsion, like lots of other organic things, it's organic. And if it's organic, it's going to break down eventually into nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, and a, and a few other uh, minor elements. It, it all has, you know, essentially the same kinds of things in them, but just in different proportions. And gotcha. the, the fact that it's organic, you know, it, it may have a slight effect on the on your soil and the organic matter of your soil. I wouldn't count on it very much to do that, though. Okay. I mean, it, let's face it. You're putting down a very, very thin layer of moisture with that fish emulsion, and that can't possibly do a whole lot with the organic matter in your soil. And plus, the, the, the fertilizer analysis of the fish emulsion is very, very low. Yeah. I see. Now, what is going to help with whether or not you put down organic fertilizer or or the more traditional chemical, if you want to call it chemically-based fertilizers, is that both of them are going to make grass grow. Sure. That's just uh, just the nature of the beast, people. Uh, and when yeah. grass grows, it puts on more roots, and the more roots, that's, that in and of itself is more organic matter in the soil. And whether you put sure. down a synthetic fertilizer, as long as it's just fertilizer without the weed killer or without the insecticide or fungicide and just the fertilizer, it's not toxic to your bees. It's not toxic to your pets. It's not toxic to you. Uh, it's just elements. It's just nutrients. And yeah. uh, uh, the, same, the same sort of nutrients that would be in the fish fertilizer. Gotcha. And in the backyard, I've just tried to stick to the Alpha One stuff, which is totally organic for the dog's purpose, you know. Sure for the dog's benefit so that I'm not putting a whole lot of chemicals in my backyard where they're spending their time. Well, everything is chemicals. Even, yeah, it, even yeah. the organic stuff is yeah. chemicals. It breaks down into well, chemicals. No, I <laughs> okay. But I mean more harmful or toxic chemicals, I guess, is my point. I don't know. We're being quiet. <laughs> I get yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. I okay. appreciate uh, your time. You bet. And, and as far as your dogs are concerned, I think the, the best solution for dog damage is if you can possibly do it, train your dogs to, to go in one particular area. So that's yeah. the area that gets damaged, not the entire lawn. Right, which Easier I thought about, you know, if, if, if it gets too severe, I may put in, like, a little bit of artificial turf and try and train them to that. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, easier said than done. I understand that. But, right, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. You okay. Have a great day. You, you bet. bet. Thanks, Thanks for much. calling. Yep. Bye. <clears throat> oh, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't consider cool. lawn food as toxic. Do you consider it as toxic? I suppose if you eat handfuls of it, it's not good for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guarantee you, if you eat handfuls of fish emulsion, it's not good for you either. Exactly. So, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of which, uh, again, this is a segue that happens in my brain, but nowhere else, okay? Okay. Understand it. So you posted something <laughs> on Facebook of a juniper you saw someplace. Oh, yes. Snow what flurries. A, what a beautiful looking plant. Yeah. I don't know why they call it snow flurries because it's a yellow and green variegated yes. plant. Yes. I don't. It's speckled you, you over the don't plant. Go, you don't normally go close to yellow snow. You stay away from snow, yeah. yellow snow. Yeah, handfuls of that won't do you any good either. No, no, exactly. But it's called snow flurries. It's a juniper. It's an upright. Very pretty. Very pretty. I saw it at Big Toolbox. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Run down there and get one. Do it now. It'll be good. They'll be gone. I think that's gonna. people are going to snatch that up pretty quick. They are, yeah. 
All right, there's music in our ear, and that means we've completed one full hour. Uh, don't anybody go anywhere. Keep your questions coming into us at 303-477-2473, and we'll be back real soon right here on Legends 810.